I mean, my God changed my heart and mind. It's incredible to me. His act of choosing me changed my disposition, changed what I desire now. So as the children, we have an adoption. We are a co-heir with Christ. There's an inheritance spiritually. He built us a home in heaven. There's things that we're going to have through him. Now, God's never going to die and leave it to us, and Christ is never going to die. But when we die, we come into our inheritance. That's right. What belongs to God belongs to us as well. So, This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon. Along with me is Mark Hostetler, and we are happy to be here, actually. so We are, man. This is awesome. I love, love, love being a part of this podcast and doing what we do, man. It's great. I, it is fun. I do enjoy it. We've done over 100. I don't even know what the count is. It's on... The yeah. Way to Go podcast, mm-hmm. like when you put them in, it's like episode whatever. It's got to be 110, 120, yeah, maybe I mean, more, something like that yeah. since we started. It's gone mm-hmm. quick, really. It really has. So, you know, but we've got If you want to listen to them, we have, if you go to Way to Go, it's on waytogo.podbean.com. 118, by the way. This is it 118? Yeah. All right. He's this is the 119th. Right? 119th one. So mm-hmm. you can actually go listen to any one of those that you want. And that's all audio. So if you're driving down your car or something like that, or you're running on the trail, you can catch these. If you want to go to YouTube and watch it, then we do the video for the, <clears throat> want to watch it too. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lots of ways to stay connected and grow spiritually. That's what we hope you're getting out of this is just a fun way, an exciting way to just grow in your spiritual walk with the Lord. You know, that's our, that's our ultimate goal. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, and we're talking about things that God does for us. I mean, that's, that's the thing we're talking about. What it, These are things in Ephesians 1. This is a passage I became familiar with a long time ago. Some of you here today may say, oh wow, you know, I didn't really know that, which is cool. I mean, that's why we're, we're doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it says that in we're blessed with every spiritual blessing it says in verse three this is ephesians chapter one paul's writing this from prison actually so he had been in prison for the faith uh he's writing this to the believers there and praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ and it's interesting to me because god has blessed us that man we you hear a term like that god has blessed us Mm -hmm. It doesn't, I don't know, it may, it may not resonate, but it should resonate because really that's yeah. a key to happiness. It's a key to success and well-being is having that blessing of God. So I, I think it's extraordinarily significant that God has blessed you. I think so too, man. I mean, there is no greater feeling than knowing that you are in the favor and blessing of the almighty God. Right. He's the one who controls heaven and earth. He has everything in his hands. Right. He has he has your life in his hands. Right. If you've trusted in him, by right. the way, for salvation, which we're going to probably talk about a little oh, bit yeah, later absolutely. on here. But right. um, that's where this whole blessing thing starts, is to come into relationship with him. Right. I mean, there's 
there's what would you call it bilateral blessings or whatever i mean where you 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 get your if you're not in the kingdom of god you're still going to get rain on your crafts and you're still going to get no, sun blessing, shining or whatever well, that's called that's blessing that um, god has put on the world i mean it's yeah. just it's they call it common blessing common blessing yeah, thank just, you just common yeah. blessings that god has put on the world because in genesis 1 it says mm-hmm. that god blessed the world told them to be fruitful and to multiply and that he blessed it. And you look at the world today, and and I, I thought about that the other day because I'm like, wow, you know, we do have a lot of earthquakes. There's a lot of famine. There's drought out west. Um, there are different things that go on that have been catastrophic, truly. And it still says God bless the world. But then you also think about the fact that our our world grows crops. Yeah and food and trees produce air and we have a world that sustains life for years and years so that's part of god's blessing and when i think of it too i think of job because i think of god building a hedge of protection about him so that's what i always think of one blessing so so that's common blessings this ephesians 1 passage is talking directly to specific blessings upon those who have come into faith right. and trusting in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Yeah, sure. And yeah. I think part of the blessing, though, like Job was a specific blessing because it was a blessing on Job as an individual, and that was God's protection. And even Satan recognized that you've put a hedge of protection about this person's life. You look at a Joseph where he was blessed specifically as an individual, and he was so blessed that when he was in Potiphar's house, that everything he basically touched turned to gold, that Potiphar's whole household was blessed because Joseph was there. And then they throw him yeah, the dungeon and everyone around mm-hmm. Joseph is blessed. And then later on, when he becomes second in charge of Egypt, this is the guy through whom God is saving the rest of the, the world yeah. around Egypt because God specifically blessed him in such a way that when he touched a person's life, yeah. They were just blessed because of his presence, because he was around. I always was hoping, man, I hope that you can be that kind of guy, that God's blessing is on you so much that when you're around other people, their business is blessed just because you're you're there and around and involved in it. I pray that for my children all the time. I mean, I just pray for them to have the favor like Daniel had, like uh, uh, Joshua, like Joseph, you know. These guys had favor from the Lord, right. and uh, it, it, it was incredible. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. It is a favor from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, the, the, what I'm trying to do is just establish and whet your appetite a bit for understanding the significance when we're talking about blessing. Yeah. Now, the spiritual blessings are on every Christian. It's not just an individual Christian. It's anyone who believes. And yeah. uh, one thing that he says is this, we are chosen. And he said, we chosen He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Now, a couple things there. One is the fact that God looked at you and said, I want you. You know, I I want you. I want to do a work in your life. I mean, that's part of the blessing. I think part of the blessing, too, is when it says be holy and blameless. And we might think, boy, you know, that that's pretty heavy, you know, that, like that's a lot, you know, be holy, would that be no fun? No, being holy doesn't mean you're not fun, it just means you're doing the right thing, because you can do the right thing and have a ton of fun, but you can do it, and for a lot of people, there may be people out there that feel like, I can never do the right thing, like I can never escape addiction, I can never escape drugs, I can never escape pornography, I can never escape whatever darkness it is yeah. that's holding on to you, and because of this blessing of God, he said this, that we can be holy and blameless in his sight. Now, part of that is Christ cleans us up too, and we have a position, but I'm saying practically, we can live right. 
Yeah, he gives us the resources to make the right choices. Right. Called the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about later on here. Right. But he gives us the ability. I mean, my God changed my heart and mind. It's incredible to me. His act of choosing me changed my disposition, changed what I desire now. Changed are you, ha- are you me. happier now? Oh my gosh, yeah. I, when I think about this, I, I can't help but think about people in the foster care system and those that have been adopted in and those that are orphaned. Right. It just touches my heart to no end because I've, I've witnessed it happening with my sister's children. Right. I've seen what this does right. in the physical realm. And if we could just grab what, what that does in the physical realm and apply it to us spiritually, we're the same way. We were orphans. We did not have a spiritual daddy. He chose us. Right. My brother-in-law, when they called him and they said, hey, we have children available for you, he said, bring him to my house. Right. I want those children. Right. And they're living a whole brand new entire life right now because they they made that decision they adopted six children out of foster care wow them children i'm gonna have them i'm gonna have three of them all week next week i'm excited about that they have nine they have nine right and uh but to see the transformation as when those kids first came into that household till now it's incredible right it's incredible because they they're getting it they don't you don't have to ask to go into the refrigerator right it's yours. Right. You don't have to, you don't have, daddy's going to come and pray over you and tuck you in for bed. Right. You don't have to worry about that. Right. I got you. Right. That's what happened to us spiritually, Bill. Right. I mean, well, it I'm says just, he predestined us for adoption of sonship. I mean, that that's part of what you're talking about is one of the blessings is we're adopted as God's sons in Christ Jesus. Right. It's such a great truth, man. Right. I mean, this is why. I mean, in Romans, uh, in Galatians, it says we have the spirit in us that calls out Abba, Father. That means daddy. It's a very personal term. It's like me and you have a relationship now. Um, you don't look at me as a slave anymore. You look at me as a son, a right. child. You're right. a chi- I'm a co-heir with Christ Jesus. I'm telling you what, if you're in a spiritual barrenness right now, you just hear those words. Right. Hear those words. He didn't stop choosing you. Right. He's choosing you. Right. No, I, <laughs> I, I think it's great to have a dad. I, I do. I, I don't think I ever called my dad daddy. I never called my mom mommy. I don't I think never I, did either. I don't think I ever nope. did in my whole life. Nope. I think that those are terms like I hear you say it, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever said, hey, daddy. I was, my, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe my kids have called me that. I always just call them, hey, dad, hey, mom, you know, yep. like that. But, it was nice to have a home and some of the things that come along with being part of a family, there's security. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's unconditional love. Uh, there's permanence in that family. There's one, like what I've noticed when it comes to like friends, sometimes friends will come and go, whether you want them to or not. It's just, I don't know. It just seems to be the way sometimes they moved mm-hmm. and they, they took a job elsewhere. And so you're not around, really around them anymore. But what I've noticed with my brothers and my mom too is I've been now away from where we grew up for 30 plus years. You know, I've been mm-hmm. in Ohio, out of Pennsylvania, from which I love Pennsylvania. You know, right. I always want, I wanted to serve in Pennsylvania, but God brought me to Ohio. And I think about the fact that there's still a bond. You know, yesterday, my youngest brother sending me pictures of, you know, where he had been traveling to and just sharing with me his life. And I got an email from my brother yeah. where I think about, well, do you still hear from friends you had 30 plus years ago? Not outside of Ohio. No, not really. Wow. Um, I hear 
some some of the friends I've made since I've been in Ohio that I'm still friends with. Yeah, right. dude. But yeah, a lot has changed, but wow. never my my family has never changed. That's like right. my brothers have always been my brothers. My mom has always been my mom. And there's something that's super permanent about that relationship that Absolutely. never, ever, 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 Absolutely. ever, 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 ever changes. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. Where where a friendship level can come and go, mm-hmm. a family existence never changes. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about that permanency you talked about? The permanency yeah, in a home? I mean, one of the think about that, a spiritual blessing. We're talking about spiritual blessings in Christ. Uh, that those who believe in him will never perish, right. but have everlasting life. Right. You talk about a blessing, there's one. Just think about that once. Well, it's we don't, security. We don't yeah. die. Right. We depart. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, true. We depart. We go on into heaven forever right. with our God. Uh, well, that's such a blessing here, to think about. Here's another thing to think about, too, and I've actually talked to my kids about this, you know, that I don't... I hope not to die anytime soon. You know, myself mm-hmm. and my wife, they will have a long life and... But... You know, I've still talked to them about it that, hey, someday. And so I'll go through and kind of explain some things. I've never told them, you know, what kind of holdings or anything I have. I just told them someday you're going to have to make decisions because they know as my kids, they're going to inherit. That's right everything that I have, and they're going to have to deal with that. They're going to have to figure out our house. And does it get passed on? Does it get sold? If it gets Mm -hmm. passed on to one, they got to make it up to the other. Like we talked about those things specifically. Good thing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was about two or three weeks ago. And no, I'm not sick. I feel fine. I'm just saying (laughs) it was just a conversation. It just came up. So I I don't, I'm old enough now. I don't mind talking about it and saying, hey, someday, you know, some decisions are going to have to be made. But the reason I'm talking to them and I went and talked to somebody just off the street is because they're the heirs. Yep. That's so exactly I would right. I would talk to them because they're my children. And so as the children, we have an adoption. We are a co-heir with That's Christ. Right. There's an inheritance spiritually. He built us a home in heaven. Mm-hmm. There's things that we're going to have through him. Now, God's never going to die and leave it to us, and Christ is never going to die. But when we die, we come into our inheritance. That's right. We, what belongs to God belongs to us as well. So... That's right. It says that we are already seated with him in the heavenly realms. I right. mean, that's incredible to me, guys. I mean, this this passage fires me up yeah. because, man, you know, there's a whole lot of dark doom, doom and gloom stuff out in the world. Right. Stay central on the blessings of Christ, man. Right. And I'm telling you, you will walk around this world with your head held high because you have some promises right here in this first chapter of Ephesians. Right. That, like I said before, if you're in a spiritual desert right now, come back to it, study it, underline it, journal it. You know, remind yourself of what God has done for you. You know, right. Jesus Christ loves you. Yeah, well, it's good I advice. Mean, he really I mean, does. You should be reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just a fact. I mean, mm-hmm. One of the reasons I'm reminded of this while well, I was, I just read Galatians and, you know, now I'm reading Ephesians and I'm jumping into first John and, you know, for different reasons that I'm, I'm reading different books, but he also, one of the blessings we have is forgiveness. It says in him, oh. we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Redemption means you're free. You're free from the things that held you. If there was a you know, if you looked at sin, like you couldn't say no, I just can't say no to certain, I can't stop doing certain bad things. Right. The cell door's open, you can walk out. Yes. We're forgiveness, we're forgiven not in accordance with our behavior, we're forgiven in accordance with the riches of God's grace, and that's what's freely given. And so I appreciate the fact that 
you can't look at your life and say, I screwed up too much. I screwed up so much that I'm not for me, man. That guy can never forgive me because it's not, it's not about what you did. It's about the riches of God's grace. This is the surplus. This would be like if you were the only one on earth and Lake Erie was your water source, you could never exhaust it. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And God's grace is a resource that can never be exhausted. That's right. And earlier you were talking about the love of God. So, right. so it says in first John three, that God lavished his love upon us. It says right here in verse eight, he lavishes his grace on us. Right. Lavishes. Right. Like he's just kind of almost careless with it. Right. You know what I mean? He's like, I just want to bless these people with grace. So God's Listen, the acronym for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Right. It costs somebody something. Right. You know, just this past weekend, I witnessed an awesome thing where somebody was blessed uh, with a vehicle. Right. A couple in our church stood up, said, you know what? We want to give $1,000 towards this cause. The guy gets a vehicle. The guy selling the vehicle says, you know what? I was selling it for two grand. I'll take it down to a thousand. Wow. So pretty much two grand this guy was given. Right. Walks away with a car. It was free to him, but it cost somebody else dearly. Right. And praise God for their giving hearts. You know right. what I mean? But this, this act of freedom and forgiveness costs our Lord his life. It's through his blood. It's through his blood that we get forgiveness. That's the only way, okay? There has to be blood uh, um, uh, shed for the forgiveness of sins. We find that out in Hebrews. Jesus did that for us. Right. He did it. We stand completely forgiven when we come into Christ. Forgiven, not not like partially. Right. Not, no. It said earlier we were blameless, remember, and holy. Jesus did that for us. Bill, you and I stand right now. We have a clear slate with God the Father because of what Jesus did. Right. Hallelujah. That's all I got to say, man. No, I I think it is great. I think it's awesome. But when he died, we were going to die, so he had to die. And it shows how serious, I mean, God is about sin. It's not like God forgives us because he takes it lightly. It's not hey, you know, I'm going to forgive you of your sins because it's really not that big of a deal. No, it was such a big deal that Christ had to die. But there's nothing I can do. There's not an unforgivable sin. There's not something I can do. Now, some people wrestle through that, and they go, well, I don't think that's fair because some of these people I know deserve to go to hell. (laughs) uh, What if they come to Christ? I'm like, well, what if they do? I mean, that's none of my business, for one thing. It's none of my business. I mean, if somebody's in jail and they're a serial killer and they put their faith in the Lord and God forgives them, that's none of my business. I only have to worry about my life and I want yeah. to do, I want to do the right thing. You right. know, so they, a lot of times people will, by the way, build theology, they'll build ethics on the worst case scenario you could think of. They think of Hitler yeah. and could Hitler have ever been forgiven of what he did or the, you know, the Nazi guards and the Holocaust. I'm like, why are you using like the hardest case you can think of to extract theology why don't we just think of the the normal cases of everyday things that we That's do, right. you know, whether it's lying or losing your temper or lust or greed, whatever it is, you know, that we're selfishness, pride, and realize, no, we're forgiven for all that That's stuff, right. and we can be forgiven, yeah. and not only that, we can be set free and because those, we're redeemed. Yeah, I think those that are doing that, I can be I can be that way myself. Right. It's because we've lost sight of our own utter depravity, right. meaning our own um, inability not right. to sin. right. We've lost sight of that. We have the same capable capability 
to right. sin as anybody else right. out there. But, but the re- good but, news is, is because we're forgiven and we're freed, like you said, them doors are open. We can make the choice without being swayed by Satan right. or the flesh because we have the power of God in right. us. Hard. This is what I learned in ethics. Hard cases make bad laws. If you if you're trying to do, you see it even with uh, we had seen it in COVID, where you're trying to take the most extreme case and protect against it. Right. The the smallest, minutest opportunity that somebody might get COVID, and we're going to make everyone protect because we're going to take the hardest case there is and make a rule that governs everyone else by the hardest thing we can think about. Not wise. It yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. work well. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to ethics, it, like you talk about abortion or things like that, not that, that the show's about that, but when it came to that, people would always say, well, what about a person is raped? And then, then we want to make whole laws, whether abortion should be legal or not, based on what if somebody was raped, when in fact somebody raped having a child is such a minuscule. Less than a percent. So mm-hmm. minuscule is the opportunity or the chance that that would happen because of the trauma to the woman, so True. on and so forth. But we're going to make laws based on the hardest case. And that's why I appreciate it in ethics. Hard cases make bad laws. That's a great point. And yeah. if, you, if you're going to dismiss theology and you're going to dismiss the forgiveness of Christ, well, if he would forgive this person, I can't accept it. Or if he could love this person, I can't. Stop thinking about the hardest cases. Start thinking about the normal stuff of life. Yep. People that have been in addiction, people who have cheated, people have done, they've done, yeah, they've done terrible things. They can change their life and they can be the holy, blameless person that God's talking about. That's what we're talking about today. Amen. And we're sealed by the Holy Spirit because it says that, and this will we'll close with this, and I'd encourage you to go ahead and, and read it. It says in verse 13, we, when you believed, you were marked in him with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. And that means they would take, if they were sending somebody or shipping some cargo, they would seal it yeah. with the seal of the owner. Yeah. And once it was sealed, it wasn't open, it wasn't touched, or you know, it belonged mm-hmm. to that person. It's sealed by them. We're sealed by God himself. Amen. We're sealed. That means yeah. we belong to him. And he's a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. This is not something that comes off. But those are yeah. some blessings and some important blessings. Hopefully it's jogged some thinking in your mind and your heart. But I would encourage you, we, there's a lot more we could talk about in here. I would encourage you to read it. Ephesians 1, the whole book of Ephesians, is a great book. You all have a blessed and a great week.